busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Real live reenactment of what's going on in my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wanted to make you a little bit uh privy to what was going on in my inner workings, if you will. Listen, I- I'm going to take you back on on a uh, little flashback, if you will. You you better to go with me real quick? Okay. Um, thank you so much. I remember being the snag-a-two five-year-old little girl, super excited about Christmas. And because I wasn't, you know, born in the age where there was internets and all of that, when I wanted something, I would have to scream at the top of my lungs, Ma, come here. Come here, come here. Hurry up. You're going to miss it. Because I needed uh, for my mother to quicken, okay, and bring her hind tail into the living room to see the commercial of the thing that I wanted. Now, if she missed it, I had one opportunity for the Sunday's newspaper where we'll have all the different uh, coupons and Toys R Us and all those different things. And I would circle what it was that I wanted. And after I would give my mother exactly what my heart's desires was, the excitement began. Oh, I would be so excited. I'm talking about, I don't care if it was April. If I got a head start on who I want and she was made aware, oh, it was as good as done. And don't you know that the five-year-old me then learned the six-year-old me, then the seven, eight, nine, it, a, a pattern start to ensue. That if I asked for something and I really, really wanted it, and I brought it to my mother's attention, then what do you know? I got it. I got exactly what I asked for. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, is it 22? I see a pattern happening here. Wait a minute. I, I would want something, and I would get excited about it, and I would let my request be known to my mother, and my mother would deliver. I wonder why... Five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-eight-nine-year-old um, me was way more spiritually in tune than, if I'm being honest, the adult me. The Bible says, uh, make your request known that if you keep on asking, you shall receive. If you keep on knocking, the door will be open. And it has this thing about keeping on and to come to to God uh, with childlike faith, right? That if you say, Dad, I want, like the Bible says that he delights in our heart's desires. Why is it that uh, Snagatooth, uh, five-year-old me, and um, oniony garlic uh, underarm, nine-year-old me, uh, and this is my... My own business, so I'm not talking about nobody's grandbaby, but my me. Um, why is it that I understood the premise of ask and you shall receive from such a young age? But then as I became more experienced and started living a little bit more life, uh, that looked like life tried to snatch that from me. It's almost like uh, I, I was bolder then than what I would actually like to admit that I am now. Like the audacity 
of the underarm uh, oniony garlic chip uh, grandbaby extraordinaire. The audacity to ask for something and not be in tune with how that was going to work. <laughs> Never did you say, uh, ma'am, are you going to have to work a double chip? Matter of fact, I'm sorry. What's the budget? Because I didn't even ask you what the budget was this Christmas. And I understand you got bills and, you know, Christmas may be a little bit more taxing on the pockets. Let me just, hold on. Actually, can I see your, um, your, your your banks, your pay stubs, uh, the bank statement, uh, something that will, um, I'll try to make my request fit in the budget as to what I feel like you can afford. Why is it that we do that now? Why is it that now we want to earn, uh, the things that we're praying for, or we want to go ahead and peek into God's paste the bank statement, see what he's doing on the administrative side. Uh, we want to go ahead and see, okay, what could I help you with that would um, go ahead and assist with bringing forth the desire of my heart that you said you delight in? I don't ever remember Snagatooth me saying, you know what, I'm going to sell some of these toys or, you know what, I'm going to go around the neighborhood and pick up some cans and start uh, seeing what I could recycle and put in the machine for five cents because that's what the can say is worth. Uh, I don't remember Snagatooth me ever trying to go to work the things that I prayed for. Instead, what I did was I, I made room. <laughs> All the old babies and, and stuffed animals and the cabbage patch. And listen, I'm going to need you to move over because we finna have company. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will go ahead and let it be known. Ma, I don't play with this no more. This, this, and that no more. So I don't know if you want to give that away because I what I was doing was I went back to my uh, toy closet, okay? And I made room because I just knew. I just knew what I asked for was coming. I, I think I can kind of learn a little bit from, um, I think we all can, from the Snagatooth grandbabies that we all used to be. Because now you pray for something, and then in the process you get you get irritated. And, hmm? I, didn't, I don't remember doing that as a child. And the Bible says come to God like a child. So I'm just referencing on, you know, the child things I used to do. I don't remember praying for something and get, then getting aggravated. Unless she missed the commercial and I had to wait to Sunday. But, you know, that's neither here or there. <laughs> we're, go, we're going ahead and move forward. Um, I don't remember trying to figure out how she was going to deliver the thing that I request for. I, I don't remember asking my mother, am I asking too much of you? I don't remember even crying to her and saying, but I really feel like I deserve this and I want this. I remember being excited when I let my request be known. My request sounded a lot like, Ma, I want that. And then I want that. And then I want that, and then I want that. Like, as fast as I could, you would have thought I was a micro-machine grandbaby. Like, listen, just throw it in the bag. I was rich, apparently, according to how I was pointing the stuff that I want, I want, and I want that. So then, what happened? What happened to the thing that tries to put the lid on the pot of life that makes you only reach for a certain level a certain shelf no no no. you you can't get premium over their prayers you can only um you have to get eye level prayers they, or, or you know what get below eye level prayers because at least you feel like you know if I ask for that then I'm guaranteed that or you know if I can see it then I, I'll, I'll just reach a little bit and it, it won't cost that much for me to go ahead and get that no I need you to start uh, looking a little bit above eye level because you know that those things are going to be expensive those things are out of your reach and you know that if you did receive it it was only through the hand of God that was able to give that to you 
I need you to start being so excited about the future the same way that when I used to ask for things in the earlier quarter of the year, knowing that Christmas wasn't until the end of the year. But it was something about letting my request be known and having that stance of expectation that just stirred up excitement that I can't even explain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I- I'm talking about uh, we'll go ahead and-, and-, and start claiming it. Like, And then when I get my new uh, cabbage patch, and then when um when I get my new fill-in-the-blank, because Shortberry Shortcake, okay, she had some situations I wanted to be a part of. Okay, uh, There were some situations happening in the dwellings of the nursery baby. There were some electronics that I wanted. Um, my little pony was, was ending up, and I needed to be... All parts of that, okay? Um, never was a Barb, okay? Not not Nicki Minaj or Barbie. It just wasn't my thing. But I had a few things that I was like, listen, <laughs> go, go, my walking pup. Like, look up some of these toys. I'm talking about authentic vintage. You understand? And when I say I need that, mm-hmm. Because it's going to make me happy. And then I was expecting that because I let my request be known, I was going to get it. And, uh... It, Time and time again, guess what kept happening? She kept coming through. Almost the equivalent to the way that God kept coming through. That God keeps coming through. I said to myself today, I said, I can honestly say that I'm almost childlike excited about the future. Like excited because I'm going back to my childlike stance. Okay, I'm going to let you on a, on a little bit of, um. it's not gossip, but a little bit of my business, okay? You ready? Let me look around because I don't want to make sure nobody's near your phone that I don't really rock with. Okay, um, I dared ask God for a different tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Like, come here, come closer because I feel like you're too far. I literally am asking God for a salary range that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You want to know what I did today? Started budgeting with that in my mind. Be quiet. People going to th- gonna make a scene. Listen, I literally was like, ooh, so then when I do that, I can put that away, and then I'm going to put this, and then I'm my daughter, and then college, and then, um, ooh, and then you know what? The vacation. And so I started budgeting according to my new tax bracket. You want to know something else? Um, I actually, okay. No, because I, I don't want you to be, like, laughing at me with your other friends because I'm your only friend, but that's another story. Um, I actually started looking at stuff and saying, I'm excited about the car that I'm going to drive in the future. Like, I'm excited about how excited I'm going to be when this actual prayer comes to fruition. Like, I've asked God for some things in the depths of my heart that, can I say something? I already started thanking him for and, and, and not only thanking him for that I started preparing for that I'm actually and this is not even like I promise you no gimmicks like no ads this is <laughs> look I, I got my hands up nothing underneath my sleeve I promise you but there is something about being stirred up in the spirit that you like oh oh listen something is about to happen on my behalf God loves me so much that he delights in in the desires of my heart that literally it says that he delights in it oh my goodness so you mean that if he delights in it he's gonna be like the way my mother was on Christmas he gonna sit on the couch and be like "Mm mm-hmm open that one up (laughs) when I tell you I'm so excited I can't like 
the deodorant can only carry me but so far. Like, you don't even understand. I'm about to go back to the nine-year-old onion and garlic. Like, you don't understand. Excited. Do you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can I tell you something? In the midst of me having that own private time with the Holy Spirit, and I was just like, I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. I, like, I, I can, I can, if I can see it, then I can sense it. If I can sense it, then I can manifest it. If I can manifest it, then that means that it's on its way. If it's on its way, then that means I need to start preparing. If I need to start preparing, then that means that I'm going to receive it. When I say excited, you have no idea. Like, I'm so excited I could cry, bro. Like, you don't need... Can I say something? And, 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 and I'm going to make a bold statement, but I need you to really understand and feel me. I already lived in the boat, right, with the disciples when everybody was scared to make a move. And it was g -g -g ghost and letting all the external elements get to them and change their mood and have them not believe in one time and they believe in that. And I already lived in the boat. But can I say, yo, I'm Peter bound, Right. I'm walking on water on this thing. And, and, and I promise you, the walking on water, it, it, it's a little different for me. Shouts out to Peter for actually doing it. But the way that I'm set up, I'm like, bro, if I walked on water, I cannot dare not go back to the boat and, and, and stay the same. After I did something that nobody else did and, and God allowed me to experience a little bit of that, he didn't have to walk the whole way through, but he at least knew that he can walk on water. So how did he go back to being boat-minded? How did he go back to being regular? Like, oh, I don't want anything to do with the boat no more. Do you understand? I feel like the next part of my life, I want, I want to walk, I want to live on water because I already seen what it felt like to live through the boat. And so I want to do something different because I did something different because I'm expecting something different because I'm walking different because I'm praying different because I'm come on Holy Spirit because I'm around people who believe different that my faith is extended in a different way that there's something about the way that God is stirring me up that I feel different. So I dare not go back to being in the boat. That's not different. You understand? I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to need you to help me um, just, like, give me something practical. Because you know I always like to bring it back to the Bible. He was like, say no more. I want you to go back to Hannah. I said, Holy Spirit, you always bringing up Hannah. He was like, ma'am. I said, okay, you got it, sir. I don't want that smoke because I don't. I ain't going to hold you. Um, not not pillar of salt, nothing. So First Samuel uh, chapter 1, cool. NLT, let's get it. Uh, You already know that there was this whole thing with Elkna, right? And you want me to read the whole? Okay, we can read the whole thing. Let's just go. So verse one, there was a man named Elkna who lived in Ramah in the region of Zuf in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeroham, son of Elu, son of Tuhu, son of of, of Ephraim. These are some names. Shouts out to them, grandbabies, I promise. Two, Elkna had two wives, Hannah and Pania. How many wives, church? Two. Good job, grandbabies. Pania had children, but Hannah did not. Who didn't have children, church? Hannah. Good job, grandbabies. Gold star, grandbabies. Gold star, the grandbabies. Okay, three. Each year, Elkna would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's armies at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. Four. On the days Elkna presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Pania and each of her children. Five, and although he loved Hannah, 
He would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. Six. So Pania would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Seven, year after year was the same. Pania would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Eight, why are you crying, Hannah? Elkna would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? I always get irritated when I get to that part, so we're going to go ahead and quickly go to the next verse. Nine. Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. 10. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. 11. And she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. 12. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. 13. Seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. 14. Must you come here drunk? He demanded. Throw away your wine. 15. Oh, oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I'm very discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. 16. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. 17. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. 18. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat, and she was no longer sad. 19. The entire family got up the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkna slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. 20. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel. For she said, I asked the Lord for him. Pause right there. You want to give a hand clap of praise? Because I feel it on my spirit. Do, do you want to get? Okay, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Let me explain something to you. I need you to understand that there is a difference between being dead and dormant. I need you to understand that what the world sees as can't or the world sees as barren or what the world sees as dead, God is only saying that it's dormant. It wasn't that she was barren, it's that the place of her womb was dormant. So I pray right now that everything, every sleeping thing that is in you, that the world can go ahead and recategorize it as anything but a living being just paused. Because dormant is very close to dormitory. Dormitory is the place that people and things sleep. If people and things sleep there, that means that there are living beings there because it's not called a morgatory. Okay, it's the difference between a morgue and a dorm. A morgue is where dead things lie. A dorm is where living things sleep. So everything that is dormant in you, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that it is awakened right now just the way that Jesus was able to wake up Lazarus. 
I pray that right now in the name of Jesus, the thing that you even thought was impossible, that you can go ahead and let God know I already have a plan for the thing that you're giving me. I already know exactly what needs to be done. I don't have to already be there to go ahead and do the thing. I'm here now and I've already prepared for it. There is something about being in your Hannah stance that you can tell God, not only can you give me this thing, not only am I asking you for this thing, but you can trust me with this thing because I have a plan for it. What good is it to bless you with something that you don't have a plan for it is no longer a blessing it becomes a bear a burden hannah told god <laughs> like she was talking like she already knew what it was that to go ahead and be a mother she literally told god if you give me him not even if let's go back to verse 11 O lord of heaven's armies if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. So what's the first thing that Hannah can teach us? You need to be very specified when you are praying. She didn't say give me a kid because what if she would have had a daughter, okay? She didn't say, you know what, God, just I just want to know what it feels like to be pregnant. Be careful because that can also leave some room for some miscarriages. You want to go ahead and give room for exactly what it is that you're praying and believing God for. She said, God, I want to son and then I'm going to give him back to you and he's going to be yours and we're going to cut his hair and like you why you got so many plans for something you haven't even seen yet oh because I know what I'm gonna do with my first son oh because I know what I'm about to do in my first house oh I know exactly what I'm going to do with my first check when I get that particular increase I know exactly what I'm going to do when God gives me the thing that I've been waiting for you have no idea you 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 wanted a son can I give you a, a, a little bit of a spoilers alert? You know who uh, Hannah's first son was? You know what his name is? Okay. Uh, Samuel. We gave it up when I read the last. Okay. Uh, but do you know who Samuel, do you know what he turned out to be? Uh, a prophet. Who did Samuel anoint king? Uh, Saul and David. Who is in the bloodline of Jesus? David. So you mean to tell me, well, okay, Holy, Holy Spirit, let me t uh, tell it the way that you're giving it to me. You mean to tell me that it wasn't that she was dormant, it's that God was just waiting for her to open up her mouth to pray so that in the right time that he can get, he could have gave her any son, but he gave her the son that's going to always have his names in, in the Bible. His, her, his name will always ring bells. You mean to tell me, God, you could have gave him, you could have gave her anyone. You could have gave her Jaquan, John, <laughs> uh, anyone. But you said, nope, because you believe in what you asked me for. Because you pre you already prepared th the way that you were going to raise him. I can't just give you just anything because I can already see that you're going to be delicate with this blessing. I can already see that you're going to be trustworthy with this blessing. I can already see that with this blessing, th there's going to be something that if you put your hand to it, oh, it's going to be well taken care of. So if that's the case, I'm not just going to give you anything. I'm going to give you something with promise. I'm going to give you something that is prominent. I'm going to give you something that when you look back on it, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I asked you for a son, but I didn't know you was going to give me Samuel. Do you understand that? Literally, it says that when she went ahead and prayed, that the entire family got up the next morning. And when they returned back to their home and she slept with her husband, um, that's when she got pregnant. Time out. <laughs> Time out. 
So instead of doing all that crying, she could have just prayed and got a son. So actually, it wasn't her womb that was the issue at all. It was the emotions that she had looking at somebody else's womb. That you mean to tell me she could have a long time ago said, God, I want a son and said this exact thing, that she didn't have to be pushed to the point of being sick and tired, that she could have went to God when she was still in her good strength and in her good mind and, and saved some tears, some buckets worth, if you will. And she could have just said exactly this a couple of pilgrimages ago, that it didn't have to be year after year, Pania is taunting her, that the Bible didn't even have to put in that part. But you know what? Sometimes things have to happen to the point that God is like, I'm trying to bless you with something, but I need you to open your mouth so I can deliver this thing to you. What good is it to remain dormant in you if it also is remaining dead in your prayer? I need you to go ahead and open your mouth, and I need you to start saying some stuff. I would have rather you snot cried and say, I want a son, then let that just be the prayer. Pray nothing but just making your request be known. But what did you do year after year, Hannah? You cried, looking at somebody else get ahead of you. Everybody else is a bride. And I'm just a bridesmaid. Everybody else is getting a promotion. Everybody else is getting a house. Everybody else is getting the car. And what you did was just cry in silence. And then a few people that didn't know why you were crying, they didn't understand just the way Elkna did. He going to turn around and look at his wife and ask, why are you crying? It, it isn't having me worth having way more than 10 sons. Sir, it's not about the portion of, of food that you're giving me. It's about the portion that I know that I deserve and I don't have yet. Oh, you don't understand the, the being in between. You're not even in between uh, blessings. You're in between prayers. When's the last time you opened up your mouth and said in prayer with confidence, God, I want and this is my plan for this particular blessing that you're going to give me. Because I know that if I waited this long to be a mother, you're going to give me a Samuel. That if I waited this long to be blessed in the promotional financial realm, then I know I'm going to have something that looks a lot like Samuel. I know that if I waited this long to be a wife, if I waited this long to be a husband, if I waited this long to be a parent, I know that when Samuel comes, I'm I'm going, my mind is going to be blown, sir. So I'm going to go ahead and just open my mouth now and tell you when you give me that, this is my plan. And thank you for Samuel, sir. I need you to start being excited about the future. I need you to start being excited about the future. Hannah did one thing to change her bloodline. She prayed about it. Not only did she pray about it, she prepared for it. Not only did she pray about it and, and prepared for it, she went back and put those emotions aside, and she got to work. <laughs> Do you understand? Whatever it is that you're praying for, whatever it is that you're preparing for, are you making room for it? Because what good would it have been for her to say that whole prayer and then went home and sat on, sat on her particular tent, you know, whatever couch they had in the tent, and didn't touch her husband? How you going to get Samuel? How you going to get pregnant? Yeah, so you praying. You, you done did whatever you needed to do with your resume, but did you send it out? I don't understand. 
you, you went ahead and realized I don't have any clothes that will have anybody uh even noticing me. Um, everything is real like I wouldn't notice me. Um, okay, but then you order it and it goes in your closet, and you don't go nowhere. I mean, for crying out loud, at least make a dating profile. <laughs> you see all the commercials out, choose one. I don't understand. Yeah, mm-mm. the thing that really, really, really should, should get your attention is that when she prayed different, she responded different. That woman went back and started eating again. That woman went back and started getting excited again. That woman went back and was like, all right, buddy, I need to get pregnant, so you need to do the thing that we do with the marital bed. Okay, great, this is what we're getting ready to do. And went ahead and did the thing that needed to be done. Oh, how much we can learn from Hannah. (laughs) Oh, how much we can learn from Hannah. You need to go back. What do I hear? Challenge. uh, And look at the very thing that you are silently expecting and ask yourself, have I made my request be known? Have I prepared for it? And have I put my emotions aside to receive it? Do what needs to be done to receive what it is you requested so that you can see the blessing in everything that was dormant. It's not too late for you. It's not over for you. I don't care about that age or you don't have that particular credential. I don't listen, scratch all that. It does not matter. Make your request be known. Okay. The end. I need you to go back and literally reread Hannah and and watch how a woman turned her 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 tears to her triumph. I need you to read that, and I need you to get it within yourself. Listen, you would think after the first baby, she'd be like, Pania, the second, the third. I don't know how many children Pania had, but it was enough that year after year she has something to look forward to be depressed about. Who wants to watch? And anticipate being sad about something. Anticipate looking forward to being sad about something. When you can pray and reverse that whole thing and have something to be excited about, to look forward to. You better learn how to change them that situation around. You better learn how to use your words to go ahead and have the tables turn. I need you to go ahead and turn the exact table that was waiting for you to be coming back crying to. I need you to show back at, at that table. I need you to start eating because guess what? Um, I don't read after she went back to that table that she cried anymore. Pania didn't have less children. It, it wasn't like, oh, you know, uh, now she got all the children. No, she wasn't even pregnant when she went back to the table and was eating. So what was different? She was expecting. She was expecting, and that was pregnancy enough. I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl. Okay, Great. I'm so excited about the future. I am so excited about the future. I am so excited. Sorry to scream in your ear about the future. I cannot wait. When you and I talk again in due season, I want you to remember this particular phone call and say, my gosh, we got on our our Hannah stance and look at us now, Samuel Flow. You feel me? I'll talk to you later. I'm going to let you let me go. Later.